Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. I'm sorry to say that we are in a historic time with unprecedented delays that are affecting each and every project that I take on. And designers, I want to talk to you today about how I'm handling it, how we can move our projects forward in the smoothest manner we can, given all of the circumstances that are completely out of our control by setting expectations with our clients, by setting expectations with our contractors, and frankly, by setting expectations with ourselves and our design firms. This is something that we're going to be dealing with for the foreseeable future. And while I wish I had an end date in sight, that just isn't a reality right now. So I want to dig into this topic today Break it down into actionable parts so that you can be as confident as you can be given this unprecedented time. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. So it is April of 2022, and I want to take today's episode to talk directly to designers about the unprecedented delays that we're all experiencing on our projects. This is something that None of us have ever experienced. I certainly haven't experienced it in the last 29 years. And by the grace of God, I hope to never experience them again. But that doesn't change the fact that right now is crazy. And everyone is in the same boat together. And I have heard from many of you trying to find a better way of solving the same problems we're all having. So I thought today would be a great opportunity to share what I am doing, the actionable items that are working on my projects, and some of the expectations that I'm setting with clients as well as myself and my team. Because we are all in this together. It's not just about the clients. It's about running your business behind the scenes. And that's where it gets complicated. So let's take a step back. Now, we have all been through an extremely long two years, and what we are coming out with is a boom in construction. Lots of people were buying houses. Lots of people had discretionary income sitting around that they chose to invest in their homes. This should be the heyday of our industry. While that is good news, it has also created a bit of a crisis because we can't handle the work that's coming in because the supply chain isn't supporting it. Now, even if the supply chain was doing great, as it had been pre-pandemic, we probably would still be in a mad scramble, but things would still be getting done. And that's where this has become almost a crisis. So let's take a step back. Let's talk about your firms. A lot of you have been in touch with me over the last months and years. We've been doing the podcast and have told me you're a one-person firm or a two-person firm or one and a half if you've got part-timers. And you've got established roles within your firm that have been working to date as you had planned. 
Well, all of that has shifted because the energy now, the delegation now is to be expediting all of these products that you are trying to manage and convey information to all of the other people on the team. So while you may have had an assistant helping you with selections, that assistant's time is now being absorbed, tracking down and chasing things. So then who's helping you with the selection? So it completely stresses your team and therefore more things fall behind and it just becomes a snowball effect as the days and weeks and months drag on. So we really need to take a step back. This is not just about the clients and the contractors. This is about your firm and being in a good, solid place at the end, which hopefully won't be too far in the future. But quite honestly, we just don't know. So I want you to take the moment, take a beat, and really determine how everyone is using their time and see if there is a better system that you can put in place. If you have, say, five projects going on and you're a two-person team, does it make sense to delegate all of the expediting and chasing to one employee, or does it make sense to split them up? You know, this is going to be something that you're going to need to determine based on the people that you're working with and the projects you have going. But I don't want you to have it just random. Whoever picks up the phone, takes all that information in and writes it down. It really should be much more organized because quite honestly, these back orders are going so far out. You need that historical knowledge. You need to remember, oh no, wait a minute. John told me last week it was now going to be in May. What happened to May? You need to call out accountability and and make sure that you are getting the most current, the most accurate information. So if it's just happenstance in your firm and whoever picks up the phone gets all of the information, things will fall through the cracks. So that is going to be a critical piece to getting things organized so that you're not missing details. And quite frankly, you have a process in place to keep everyone's sanity. The second with your firm, and I know I am struggling with this, is when to plan the next projects. The good news is people are still calling, looking for work, telling about the projects, and wanting to know when you can start. Okay, so I was extremely good about two years ago on knowing when a project would wrap up within a couple of weeks, right? It's just that easy to predict. Now, all bets are off. And and that honestly is what I'm telling clients. And so I want you to be thinking about the next call that comes in and how you're going to handle it. Are you going to tell them there's a wait list? Are you going to tell them it's four months before I can take this call? Or are you going to take an initial meeting, determine the true scope of work, and then have that conversation? These are things I want you to have planned in advance before the phone call or the email comes through so that you, again, have a system. So if there's more than one of you in the office, everybody's on the same page telling people the same thing as each inquiry comes in. This will, again, keep things smooth, keep things logical, and everybody's on board. The last thing you want is one person to say, we can start in a month. The next person gets a phone call and they say, you can start in two weeks. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, we've got two jobs starting in the next four weeks. We can't do that. So everybody has to be 
on the same page with the same talking points for each inquiry that comes in. Now, what do you do when you take that meeting? My practice now is when I take that initial meeting, and I mean initial meeting, I am telling this potential client at great lengths the terrible timelines that we're experiencing. And I go to great lengths because I typically get a response like, oh, yeah, I've heard about that, or oh, I saw an article in the news about that. They are not understanding how that will impact their project. And so I take the time to go through it. So for instance, I was meeting with a potential client last week about a kitchen renovation, a full kitchen renovation. And I said, great, are you thinking of purchasing Sub-Zero products? And then she said, oh yes, I've always wanted to have a Sub-Zero refrigerator. And I said, well, that is fantastic. They're incredibly high quality. They are worth the investment and they are running one year right now. And she looked at me like I had seven heads and I'm not kidding. She couldn't believe it. And she said, well, doesn't anyone have them in stock? And I said, no, those items are long gone and they are running one year. And I went into great detail as to what that means and what stages that one appliance will impact. And in a few minutes, I'm going to go over some other options that she and I did discuss. But then the next step is maintaining the expectations. So that was a potential client. We haven't started working together. They haven't started gutting their kitchen. However, I have several clients who are currently living with construction, but experiencing delays. And that's the next step. It is critical to not only set the expectations very, very early on, and I mean that initial meeting, but you must maintain those expectations. And the best way to maintain those expectations is to over-communicate with your client. I know you all are very good at communicating where their project is, an estimated time of an installation and things like that. But this is a time to over-communicate. And I mean weekly, depending on the size of the job. And that weekly email may say there are no changes, or they're still saying May, or they're still saying estimated June 5th. Whatever the case may be, get in front of them, get ahead of the information so that there is no question that A, you are staying on top of it, and B, they understand where they are in the queue and that these dates, this update is an estimate. And I can't stress that enough. I have had more than one client say, well, they told you it was shipping April 4th, but it didn't ship April 4th. Yes. And if you go back and see the email, it said estimated ship date. But clients are so anxious to keep their projects moving. They see a date and they hang on it, whether it said estimated in front of it or not. They see April 4th and they know it's going to be April 4th, come hell or high water. But we know better. We know that those are estimates. And sadly, those estimates keep sliding. So it is really important to over communicate with your client. Now, the other step in this is to over-communicate with your contractors. So when you get an update about an appliance or an electrical fixture, you need to be communicating with your electrician, your plumber, your contractor, whoever is going to be involved with that one fixture. 
because trust me, they are so struggling with trying to maintain any sense of schedule on their own because of the same problem. I talked to an electrician the other day. He was literally pulling his hair out because he said, I've got all of these jobs on the books. The day before someone calls and says, oh, sorry, we actually don't have those fixtures. And then I've got three guys that I have to rearrange in less than 12 hours to find them work and keep them busy. So the more you can communicate with your contractors and don't think you're going to be a pest, if you communicate with them through text or email, just shoot them a text or email. You don't have to necessarily call and get them on the phone. You can just send them a short note that says, it still says April 4th, stay tuned. That way they know where your project stands and they can schedule accordingly. And you will win brownie points from them. I promise you that because not everybody is taking the time to dial them in. They're dialing their clients in. And then quite honestly, I think they're forgetting to dial in all the trades that this affects. Okay, so first you're going to set expectations in your initial client meeting. Then you're going to maintain the expectations on a weekly basis or even more often if the information is changing more rapidly. I personally find that things don't change more than once a week on my jobs, but whatever works for you to get the information in front of your client so they feel empowered by the information. What you don't want is clients calling you saying, hey, can you give me an update on fill in the blank? That means you're not over communicating. That means they're anxious. That means they're stressed out about it. And that's a situation that's harder to unwind. So stay ahead of the information, even if it's bad news. I know a lot of designers hate to share bad news. I am one of them. However, if I don't share the bad news, it doesn't make it less bad. It actually makes it worse by the time it comes out. So just take the bull by the horn. Hell, you have a great excuse right now. We're in unprecedented times. And quite honestly, everybody does see this on the news. So it's not a big surprise. So even the bad news goes out as soon as you hear it. And then you tell your contractors, that same bad news. And they may grumble, I get it, but that's not something you can control. You need to do your job and your job is to over-communicate and maintain those expectations. So you're maintaining expectations, you're getting bad news, maybe you're sometimes getting good news. Every so often I get a little ray of sunshine in my life and I soak it up as long as I can. But what else has been happening lately? Well, clients are getting anxious. They no longer want to keep waiting. They'll say, let's get some alternates. Let's find a substitute for whatever it may be. And while I understand that anxiety, that desire to keep things moving, I feel it is my job, it is your job as designers to take a deep breath and really discuss what that means. So for instance, let's say this client wanted a sub-zero refrigerator, has wanted it for a long time. This is her dream kitchen. And she heard that it was going to take a year and she was like, oh, forget it. Let's find an alternate. I hear Thermador makes a good refrigerator. And yes, Thermador does make a good refrigerator. Maybe they're coming in sooner. But then it's your job to really draw that out. What does this one change mean? For instance, some people like all of their appliances from the same company so that the finishes all match or they like the logos to all match or whatever reason. Okay, does that mean everything's changing to Thermador? You may have a client go, sure, that's fine with me. You may have a client go, oh, 
well, no, I, I didn't want to do that. I just don't want to wait a year. So these are the conversations that, again, is your responsibility as a designer to really have them fully understand what this means. And did that Thermidor save the client eight months or did it save them two months? And is this their dream kitchen for the next 10 to 20 years? Well, is two months going to make or break something over the lifespan of this kitchen? And these are the hard conversations that I am having with clients every day, quite honestly, because a lot of them get worn out and they're like, screw it, Renee, let's find something else. Well, great. And sometimes it doesn't matter. And the time is more important than the selection itself. But I'll be honest, I would say 90% of the time, the people say, you know what? No, it's worth the wait. It will come in. It'll be exactly what I want. And in the end, that's the goal. So these are really hard conversations that nobody looks forward to. A designer doesn't look forward to sitting there trying to draw out some worst case scenarios. That's not why we got in the business, right? We got in the business to deliver dreams to people. Well, right now, dreams are really hard to come by in a timely fashion. And so we've had to adjust. This is what you're going to be faced with for the foreseeable future. I, I hate to say that. And, and I don't enjoy it myself, but this is important. So another scenario I've been up against are plumbing fixtures. And for instance, in this one bathroom, we could get everything on the list except for one of the shower valves. And the client said, no big deal. That's great. We've got everything else. Okay. Yes. In theory, if you're looking at a list of items and you're ticking off the items out of 50 items, one is unavailable. Law of averages, that's a pretty good deal. But what does a shower valve affect? And that's where the designer's job comes in. So I had to say to my client, okay, they're saying 56 days, which by the way, I thought was extremely specific, but that's what it said, 56 days to get the shower valve. So what does that mean? That means we can rough in all the plumbing and then it comes to a standstill. She's like, oh, why can't we keep going with the tile? Well, you can't tile until the shower valve is behind the tile. Oh, and that's the reaction I get every time I paint the full picture. They just simply don't understand how one small little thing could impact the rest of the project. Okay. And that is where your job comes in and why it's so important for you to fully understand all the stages of the construction process so that you can paint the fullest picture that you can. Now, this woman said, fine, we're going to reselect. And given what she had selected, it was a fairly easy swap. So that's one that it worked out. And we found one that was in stock. Then we moved on to the tile, hit the stop button again because everything she liked was back ordered. And she said, fine, I can get the plumbing in, but then we can't finish all of the tile work. And I said, and unfortunately, you can't template for the shower walls until the tile is done. And guess what? It can take up to four weeks to get tempered glass shower enclosures. So the number of weeks kept adding and adding and adding. And this is becoming normal. So there are clients who will be willing to wait it out. There are some clients who simply won't be. I had one client shelf an entire project because 
They just simply don't want to get caught in this madness. And they said, Renee, we'll call you in a year. And we've got the selections, a lot of them. And hopefully in a year from now, things will be different and we can start the project and go through a more traditionally scheduled project. But quite honestly, there's no guarantee of that. And this client knows that. But she took the time to really evaluate what she was willing to do and what she wasn't willing to do. And what she wasn't willing to do was take on the stress that some of the pieces may, in fact, delay her project far longer than she was willing to put up with. And I appreciated that. And I wish more clients would do that. So homeowners listening, please hear that. That might be your best decision for a smooth project. Push it off a year. I know that sounds crazy, but again, if you're doing this right, this is going to be a space that you're going to live with for years to come. And honestly, one year of delay likely won't make any impact in the end, but it may keep your sanity intact and move your life forward. So these are really tough decisions that we're all trying to make, whether you're a homeowner or a designer. And designers, you're trying to hold all of these pieces together all at one time. And that has become a serious challenge that none of us have experience with and none of us want. So it's really, truly important to not only worry about your clients, not only worry about their projects, but to worry about your firm, not only now, but in the near future and further down the line. You must go back, evaluate the systems, evaluate how you're doing things. And if it is simply just catch as catch can, haphazard, every day is a new day, that is unsustainable. And you'll need to go back, sit down, take a moment and create a plan, whether that is changing the delegation, whether that's actually delegating, whether that's coming up with talking points, all those things will come into play in order to make sure that your firm will be operating as smoothly as possible given this insane time that we're under. Now, the last thing I want to discuss is there doesn't seem to be an end in sight with the construction projects that homeowners are taking on. Now, I have watched the news. I have heard about projections of a housing bubble. I have heard projections about recessions. I just don't see it in practice in the day-to-day world where people are pulling back from projects. It could be where I am in the country. Maybe it's different where you are. But I want designers to have that in the back of their heads, whether it comes to fruition or not. So if you are experiencing the heyday of your career, I want you to be careful that it isn't the peak and that this is something that can be sustained. So how do you sustain things? I mean, you can't make people call you. No, but you can spread out projects. And there are times where that is an important business decision. But that also is my pipeline. I now know in the future, whether it's a year or 18 months from now, that project will come back around and we'll start that. So these are the types of things I want you to be thinking of proactively so that you can be managing more effectively the projects that are coming in now so that can sustain your business for the next year or two. Because the workload is intense, and therefore there is room to be pushing things off and down the road so that you have projects you can count on. So I know that was a lot, and I hope you took some notes or hit pause and rewind. Go back and listen again, because there is a lot going on right now. And while I don't want to add to your chaos, I want to try and help you 
simplify some of the processes that may or may not be happening right now, but you really need to put into place in order to be successful during this time period. And while we definitely feel like this will never end, of course it will. This will level out. The supply chains will find their way somehow at some point. And until then, we can't afford to not do a better job of maintaining smooth projects. So again, I want to reiterate, setting expectations from the very beginning, that may be as early as the discovery phone call, but it definitely should be happening in the first meeting so that everybody is on the same page. And then after that, maintaining expectations, let that client know, let those contractors know where everything is, whether it's good news or bad. No one can plan without the information. And if you are managing the project, you are the person holding the information. So it is incumbent upon you to share it the moment you have it and as often as you get it. And then again, you can always discuss alternates, changing selections. I get it. I understand the desire to keep projects moving, but please make sure your clients understand the ramifications of making these changes. And while most of them won't impact other areas, a lot of them will. And you don't want to make those changes and then figure out that you've just created a domino effect that's now out of control. That can be avoided and make sure that you do your homework and educate the client along the way. And then lastly, let's make sure our firms are strong and healthy now in the near term and for sure strong and healthy in the future. And the best way to do that is to try and spread out your projects so that you're more effective throughout each one and that you have a pipeline of work that's going to be coming as the months go by. So I can't thank you enough for your time. I know these are crazy days and taking the time just to listen to this podcast, I know can be challenging. I know I am way behind in some of the podcasts that I love to listen to. But I also want to let you know, you need to get on my email list. This is critical. I send out an email every Friday to designers that is specific to our industry, where I tackle one issue at a time in depth. Designers have found them really valuable and has created a lot of conversations that I've thoroughly enjoyed and look forward to in the future. So jump on my website, www.deviniedesign.com. Get on my email list. Make sure you check the box that you're a professional so that you get the email I specifically write for our industry. But until then, thank you for your time today. Let me know how you're managing your projects during this crazy time. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today. And feel free to join me on social media at Davinia Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.